Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to the show. Julian DeStoop sitting in for Jared Waitley on this public holiday Monday. Just a reminder, Dwayne Russell coming up at 12 and then we'll return for day five of the fifth test. Uh, looking like a draw at this stage, but it all begins on SEN Test Cricket at 2.30 this afternoon. Another test match going on. Well, it should be, but unfortunately, Jill... Due to rain, uh, it is delayed. So New Zealand uh, won for 28 as they try and uh, win that test match uh, against Sri Lanka. Uh, so rain has delayed play there. Uh, joining us in studio now, man, it's got a, well, he's always got a big week with his racing commitments, but now it's uh, footy as well. Matt Hill. Hello, Matty. Jules, good to, uh, good to talk to you. Good to be with you. Uh, gee, it's crept up on us, hasn't it? Doesn't the it footy creep season, up quick? Just driving in, listening to the Mike Brady tunes. You're pumping us up beautifully. <laughs> Can't wait. Thursday night footy. How do you go calling footy? How, do, is it, uh, do you find it as as difficult as racing? How different is it to, to calling a game of footy than it is calling a big race? Well, it's completely different, really. Uh, in a horse race, they wear different colours, don't they? Mm. They don't on a footy field. Um but some of the disciplines are completely the same, and then there's some that are just completely different. Um, I find the challenge for me is you don't want to call a footy game like a horse race. Mm. You don't want to sound like a, a yep. race caller. So there's that little bit of adjustment that you have to always think about uh, when you're calling the different different sports. But, um, I mean, Melbourneian, you know, brought up in, in the western suburbs of Melbourne, um, it's not Melbourne without the footy on. Mm. Uh, and now we feel like uh, the heart beats back in Melbourne this week, don't we? It's it's uh, just fantastic to uh, be able to get into the into the city and everyone's wearing their scarves and catching the trains and going to the footy, so can't wait. So regular on Thursday night footy this year. I tell you what, you've got some absolute crackers to start mm. the season oh, on Thursday sure. night. Uh, none bigger than Richmond Carlton. But if you look at that first month, there's yeah. just huge games on a yeah, Thursday night, yeah, which, which it, it should be. It and should Carlton be a marquee night. second week yeah. as well. Um, I'll be fascinated to see, you know, if you, you start from the grand final backwards, um, how Geelong, they were just imperious in that grand final. Can they back it up? How does Sydney recover mm. after getting an absolute belting? Um, Richmond, an interesting couple of, uh, you know, uh, new names, Taranto and Hopper. Carlton started last year so well. Yeah. And interesting to hear that you're saying there's maybe a little injury uh, cloud on a couple of it got them. a couple, yeah. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how it all pans out on Thursday night, but uh, we, we won't know until we uh, we kick it off, really. You called footy with Jared before? I have, mm-hmm. eight years ago wow. uh, on the ABC. So uh, he's an absolute joy to work with, so can't wait. Uh, we'll be nice and pumped up by 7 o'clock on Thursday night. Absolutely. Uh, racing on the way. It was a scary weekend, two weekends in a row now with, with nasty race falls. Mm. How, how do you go as a caller when you see something like that well, happens. It's, it's difficult because you you know the participants. Um, some of them are, are your friends, uh, and also uh, you love the sport dearly. So uh, to see that twice in a week, uh, it's it's unusual. It is very unusual, uh, and and there's no rhyme and reason to it. There's no, there's no reason why we had it. It was just competitive racing, and 
Uh, Jamie Carr, uh, we're still waiting for mm. news uh, today. She's still heavily sedated, um, but the, she has been cleared of any uh, brain issues, which is great. No fractures. So we just uh, we hope and pray. Uh, Craig Williams, uh, he's got the a broken collarbone, has uh, surgery tomorrow. But it, it's amazing how um, we have jockeys just drive to the races and they really don't know what's going to happen in that afternoon. And all of a sudden they're on the deck and they're in intensive care. It's it's scary. Uh, I think Josh Jenkins made a good point this morning. It's the only sport in the world where an ambulance follows you around yeah. while you participate. It is. Which, yeah. which shows how, how scary it is. What about... How often do we get jockeys concussed? We know concussion is such a serious issue in, in world sport at the moment. Clearly, this is a, a really bad one for Jamie Carr. So I know it's hard. We don't know yet, but she could be out of the saddle for a while, couldn't she? Oh, there's no doubt about that. And, I mean, uh, we need her in racing too. She's such a draw card and uh, uh, she's such a pin-up girl in the sport and, and a fantastic rider. Mm. Um, she's a very modern school jockey. So uh, a lot of the... Um, jockeys of the past, uh, they will tend to ride horses quite tactically. You know, they'll pull them back in the field or or uh, rush them forward and then pull them back, whereas Jamie Carter lets them run. She goes on pure feel. Mm. And uh, so she's very much the modern age jockey. And, um, you know, there's that element uh, of ambiguity about her too. She, she keeps to herself. Uh, we don't really know what she's thinking sometimes, and that adds to the mystique mm. of Jamie Carr. But uh, she's just such a great jockey, and uh, when she gets on a roll, she's she's unbeatable. Uh, but it it just shows you how quickly it can happen. So on the reverse on Saturday, Dean Holland, yeah. who's a jockey that uh, floats around a lot of the provincial riders, terrific rider, great guy. Uh, he would never, in his wildest dreams, would have thought he was rocking up to Flemington on Saturday and pick up a Group One ride on a star like In Secret. So uh, it, it that's the roundabout of racing and. Um, it's the greatest leveler of all time. Um, the ups and downs of that sport. Uh, one minute you're crying, one minute you're laughing. It's cruel. Yeah, and you could tell he certainly had mixed feelings about it sure. afterwards, at, at yeah. which you would understand. And I guess the, the thing being a caller for you as well, I mean, I guess in, in footy, for example, or, or cricket, we get a big injury and everything stops and you can yeah. sort of take some time, but you have to keep calling the race. So you've yeah, probably got right. no idea what's going on behind. No, absolutely. And and for the jockeys as well. And and you talked about racing being the only sport where ambulances follow the field. I reckon it's probably, I can't think of another sport. Uh, there might be one out there where the competitors are mates. They sit in the same room together, but then they go out onto the yeah. track and they're complete rivals. Mm. And they might bash into each other, yell at each other on the track. Next minute, they're back in the room sitting next to each other again, uh, like colleagues. I, I can't think of another sport that's like that. Maybe swimming. You see the shots of them sitting in yeah. the room before and having a chat and then they, mm. they race. But, yeah, so it's a, it's a different sport altogether, uh, racing. And it's, um, yeah, fascinating how it, it pans out. And it's, yeah, it was tough for all the jockeys there on the weekend, but I guess you got to feel for Ben Mellum as well. I mean, that's his partner. He for goes sure. out and wins the next race yeah. and then he's off to hospital. Yeah. You know, and how could you possibly concentrate mm. uh, with that in the back of your mind? But they know the risks. That's the other part of uh, a jockey's psyche. They know the risks, uh, so they have to get on with it. Uh, but I, I certainly sympathise with Ben. There's no doubt he uh, he would have uh, the last thing he would have wanted to do is ride those last two horses on the weekend. Mm. Now, and it definitely overshadowed the racing on the weekend, as it should. But uh, mm. in secret, won the new market. How, how good's this horse? She's a star. Now she's done it twice. She's backed it up. And her win in the Coolmore last 
spring and in the new market were virtually identical. She's she's thrashed them. So uh, these races, Jules, the the Lightning Stakes that was run a couple of weeks ago, and the new market have been great guides for horses heading overseas to say Royal Ascot in June. Yep. So we've got two or three horses now. I think Private Eye, who ran fourth in the new market, and you could argue was one of the best runs in the race. I think it's heading there. Um, cool and Gatter's a chance to head there. Jamie Carr would have been riding her, so I'm sure Jamie, that was her dream yep. to ride at Royal Ascot. Uh, so an Animo, our, our champ, uh, is probably heading there for the Princess of Wales Stakes. So we're going to have a real uh, ammunition head there in June. Uh, so in secret, uh, she's a filly. She's uh, she's young. So uh, we're going to see a lot more of her, hopefully. And uh we do get behind our sprinters in Australia mm. because we have the best sprinters in the world. Matt Hill joins us in the studio chatting some racing and also footy. You can hear him with Jared Waitley and the team on Thursday night on AFL Nation for the season opener between Richmond and Carlton. In terms of the other ra- racing on the weekend, any other eye-catching performances? Yes, so we uh, we had a horse uh, called What You Need win earlier in the day, so that's trained by Mick Price and Michael Kent Jr. But now we, we turn our attention to the All-Star Mile at Mooney Valley on Saturday. So $5 million race, uh, a unique race. Uh, the field, virtually the entire field, uh, bar for a couple of wild cards, or five wild cards exactly, um, voted by the public. So this race on Saturday was derived uh, from a race in Japan that they run uh, at Christmas time where the public vote for the field and they can put their favourite horses in. And it was a new idea. It's the fifth running at Mooney Valley this weekend. As I say, $5 million and uh, absolutely massive prize money. And we've got some very good milers too. And uh, the build-up has been going for a couple of months. So I'm expecting a, a big crowd. Yeah. Weather's going to be good. I think about 28 degrees on Saturday. So it's going to be big. Fifth year of it. It's, it's a great concept and I can, I can see... While it's sort of a, while there's a lot of enthusiasm around, has it, has it captured everyone's Im- imagination yet? This race, well, it's hard to say if it's captured people's imaginations because certainly enough people are voting for their favourite horses. Uh, the one uh, thing about the All Star Mile, which is in its favour, is that you always get a good field. So mm. the winners of it so far have been very good. The, the the races themselves have rated very well. So Mystic Journey won the first one. Uh, Zaki won it last year, who was one of our best horses at the time. So the race itself never disappoints. So that's a, a good start. Uh, has it captured the imagination like the Everest has? It's hard to say because they're two separate races and the Everest was designed for a different audience. Mm. But overall, I think the All-Star Mile has a bit of everything. It's got that public interest with the voting. It's a good, really good race. And it changes tracks every year mm. as well, which I find really interesting. So all in all, uh, it's 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 growing. It's growing. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm a bit of a believer. It's a bit like hearing a song for the first time. It grows on you. Yes. And they're the hits usually. Yes. The one that you uh, like at first, uh, you tend to forget about after a while. So uh, I think it's definitely growing on the public and will continue to do so. Who do you like this year? I mean, it's another very good field. On paper. It is. And well, as you say, Mooney Valley, that's a different aspect to it. It is. And sometimes people get confused with Mooney Valley. They think that it's always a leaderish track. But I, I think that they're going to go really hard in it. There's a lot of speed in it. So there's going to be a couple of horses that are at a price, like Pounding, for instance, trained by Peter Moody, who could be a real blowout at a, at a big price. Um, so 
And of course, you've got horses like Alligator Blood. That they should make a movie about that horse. He's <laughs> yes. had a remarkable yeah. life. He's had a remarkable life. He's uh, won five Group Ones. Should have won seven. He's nearly died once. He's had uh, controversial uh, ownership disputes. He, he wasn't allowed to race in Melbourne at one point. Uh, he can certainly be right there when it, the whips are cracking and, and nice and tough at the end. So it's all in all set up to be a classic race. So obviously no Jamie Carr. Daniel Moore has been booked for I'm Thunderstruck. Just in general, how much of a difference does a jockey change make? Well, it depends because sometimes the jockeys with these good horses are with them all the time. Mm. So uh, uh, someone like uh, Jamie Carr knows uh, I'm Thunderstruck relatively well. Um, but then look what happened on Saturday with Dean Holland. Mm. Uh, he wasn't expecting to ride in secret. I think sometimes uh, a little bit like when you're nervous for something, if you have the sleep the night before, you overthink it. Whereas if you just jump on a horse and, and the the least you know, the better. Uh, so it look, that's a, it's... It's a hard question to answer, but uh, sometimes uh, it, it does help when the jockey knows the horse well. Shane Dyer, that famous ride with Viander Cross in the Caulfield Cup, he'll he'll <laughs> he tell would, you he that he, didn't, he 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 will tell you that he didn't know the horse that well, and the horse fired up on him, and that's the reason why he ended up taking that horse that wide in, in the, the, in the Caulfield Cup in the uh, in the Caulfield Cup. So uh, sometimes, yeah, it, it, it that's the tricky one. Daniel Moore has never ridden. I'm thunderstruck. So. Um, you know, we'll see how it pans out. But he's another horse that could hit the line really hard in an all-star mile. Mooney Valley doesn't suit him. He probably should have won the Cox Plate last year. So, you know, um, it, it's it's up for grabs. It's anybody's race. Yeah. What do you make of this battle right now between Melbourne and Sydney racing? We've seen, you know, Melbourne's dominated the spring and Sydney's hit back pretty hard, you know, highlighted by the Everest. How do you feel... Melbourne Victoria's racing shapes up in the autumn when, you know, that really is, has been Sydney's time to shine and we've got the golden slipper not too far away. Yeah, for sure. So it's, it's, it's unfortunate, I think. Um, but Melbourne, um, we, we just continue on what we're doing and we've got the time on it races. The new market that was run on Saturday was the 150th running and uh, races like the Australian Cup, they're tried and true. Uh, the Melbourne Cup, I mean, you just can't beat the Melbourne Cup. Uh, and you, you can see, uh, you know, I mean, if you're running a business, you're going to try and do the best you possibly can for your mm. own business. So I can see what Sydney's trying to do. But it is a shame because there was something special about the Melbourne jockeys going up to Sydney to try and win their races and then vice versa, yeah. and their horses, of course, at vice versa in, in the Melbourne spring when we'd see the Sydney horses. So we don't get that anymore. Uh, we're almost like two countries at the moment. And unfortunately, we don't have a three-hour program to talk about the politics <laughs> yes, of uh, there's all a lot this. in it. <laughs> but the racing's still fantastic. The prize money, as a result, is massive. So the owners, jockeys, trainers are getting the benefit of that, and they've got more options. Unfortunately, for the, the punter, uh, it's just diluting the product a little bit. Mm. If you, this might sound like a silly question. Have you got a favourite racetrack to call at? I mean, I know Flemington's the big one with all the big races, but yes. have you got a track you really enjoy? Yeah, I think Flemington. Mm. I think there's just something grandiose about Flemington. And uh, I'm a bit of a commentary nerd, I suppose. So the great thing about Flemington is that beautiful public address system. Uh, mm -hmm. It bellows out. Yep. You, could, you could hear it in Footscray. It's so loud. <laughs> it <is>. and, uh, <laughs> such a big race course. And it's not the easiest race course to call at. But it's uh, it's a little bit like a golfer. You want to play Augusta, don't you? Or a tennis player, you want to play Wimbledon. So you want to take on the the, the beast of Flemington race course when you're, when you're a caller. But um, 
yeah, it's, it's not a silly question at all. I, I'd definitely say Flemington mm. for me. Now, you, you're creating history here on the 40 Winks temper because all the feedback for you is positive, which oh, never really? happened. So, oh, so I heard Matt kind. commentate a few games <laughs> last season, and he was awesome. Obviously, a natural on the mic. Matty was a superstar last year. Looking forward to hearing him on the big stage on Thursday night, says Brad. Now, we've got to get you. Everyone's doing their predictions right now mm. for footy. So I need your tip for the flag and your Brownlow for this year. Okay, uh, I'm going to say uh, I think the Bulldogs will go close. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, Sydney will probably go close as well. I'm going a very generic. Uh, mm-hmm. That's okay. Ass, uh, That's pretty tough here. at the moment. And oh, gee, a Brownlow. Could we have a back to backer? Why not? I think it's been we a can. long time. Yeah. yeah. Go Crips. Crips again. There you go. Then who's going to win Thursday night? Richmond. But I think it's going to be a really good match. I think the whole round is difficult. Mm. It's not one game you go, yeah, they'll win. It's yeah, that's very, very true, tough. actually. Even games like you know, Giants-Adelaide. Yeah. That didn't look that sexy a month ago. That's a good game now with what Adelaide's done in the preseason. So uh, looking forward to hey, looking forward to hearing you're on the mic uh, every Thursday night. So we got more Mike Brady? Give us a bit more Mike Come on, Brady. What do you got for us here, A-Rod, as we uh, send uh, Matty Hill on his way? I'm just going to pump myself What up. do you got for us? Look at he's scrambling now. You've caught him on the hop. You've caught him on the the hop. There you go. More positive feedback. Mr. Matt Hill commentating footy. Great appointment again from SEN. (laughs) There you go. Come on, A-Rod. Oh, no, he's in all sorts. That's all right. It's in all sorts. Uh, Matty, thanks for coming in. Look forward to to Thursday night. Good on you. Good to see you. This is Waitley for Host Plus and Hyundai Tucson. Tomorrow's SUV in stock now.